Welcome to Last Act Theater Company's first radio play, Evil Wears a Green Dress, a Mrs. Claus story. I'm Greg, writer and director. And I'm Mindy, producer. What began as an idea about what if Mrs. Claus spends all year flying around space, getting into adventures and being an all-around rough-and-tumble badass, has evolved into a zany space romp with lasers, alien crystals, and hyper-intelligent polar bears. We here at Last Act couldn't be happier with the results, and we want to thank you for your purchase of this production. Your support helps us to pay our super talented cast and crew and will allow us to continue to put out projects like this in the future. Stay tuned to lastacttheater.com for updates on upcoming shows and to get signed up for our mailing list. Our 2018 season will bring to the stage the regional premiere of A Real Boy by Stephen Kaplan. This satiric play tells the story of two marionette puppets with a human child who starts growing strings of his own and the kindergarten teacher who takes it upon herself to save him. This will be performed August 12th through September 1st at the Trinity Street Theater. And now, without any further delay, here is Last Act Theater's Evil Wears a Green Dress, a Mrs. Claus story. Enjoy. Episode 1, Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. Dateline, the North Pole. While good boys and girls wait anxiously for Santa Claus to bring them toys, someone else is waiting anxiously, Santa himself, staring into the void, waiting for his wife to come home. What follows, dear listener, is one of the many adventures of Mrs. Claus, galactic globetrotter, space swashbuckler, and hero of the Milky Way. The legend of Mrs. Claus is known throughout the galaxy, from Io to Beetlejuice to Vergon 6. Everywhere, coincidentally, except a certain Class 5 planet where she makes her home, which the inhabitants call Earth. Her philanthropic husband has generated a legend of his own while there, but that's another story for another time. This story is about Mrs. Claus while aboard Rosie, a cherry red spacecraft that looks remarkably like a Victorian era sleigh. With her as always as Lyric, a spunky orphaned girl she saved from a raid of Talron Ravagers, and Kuma, a hyper intelligent polar bear. While Santa is busy during the year making toys and checking his many lists, Mrs. Claus traverses the galaxy, righting wrongs, fighting villains, or sampling the newest cuisine on ECALB 525. It's now late December, and Mrs. Claus hasn't returned in several days. Santa had an agreement that one day a year he would take Rosie out to fulfill his Santa-ly duties, and that day was quickly approaching. But all he can do is wait, sipping cocoa as he looks up at the stars. Uh, Santa? Well, ho, ho, ho there, Bippy. I have the reports from the doll assembly line. We've met monthly quota, even taking standard naughty nice deviation into consideration. Same for model trains, toy soldiers, and yo-yos. I've been assured the rocking horses will be ready EOD tomorrow. Bag prep can begin shortly thereafter. Oh, thank you, Bippy. I know everybody's working hard right now. <laughs> yes, sir. In fact, hard enough that you could afford to take a short rest, if I may speak freely, that is. Of course. <laughs> and thank you, Bippy. After all these years, I'm still a bit nervous around the 11th hour. And a bit worried, I suppose. She'll come home, sir. She always does. That'll be all, Bippy. Yes, sir. Looking up, Santa notices a star growing closer, blazing across the horizon. Mrs. Claus is home again, and Santa hurries to greet her. The arrival of Mrs. Claus is always an event at the North Pole, and her team of elves would already be there, tending to any need Mrs. Claus had post-mission, which were often many. 
Wading through a sea of pointy hats, Santa attempts to get her attention as she walks and talks. Oh, feels good to be out of that ship. Jacko, Lulu, report. Hello, dear. Yes, Mrs. Claus? Can you check the aft couplings on Rosie? They felt a little loose on our way in. And be sure to refuel and detail her, the usual. We took a few laser blasts to the hull. Nothing you can't buff out. Oh, and spray down those seats, too. Find the strongest solvents you have. Use fire, if you must. Right away, ma'am. Lyric, keep an eye on them. And double-check that coupling link once they finish. Righto! <laughs> oh, hey, Pops! Watch your step around, Kuma. She's a capital P. You! Whoa! Whoa! Oh, Kuma! Kuma! Bath! Stat! That Fangian slime doesn't wash off once it dries, and I don't want to have to shave you. <laughs> don't give me that! I know you can smell you too. Honey! What? Oh, sorry. Hello, Santa. Looks like you three were pretty busy. Just thwarting another supervillain's evil plan? Conquer this, kidnap that, plunge the galaxy into chaos. <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel like a Tuesday. Well, it's actually Thursday. And right now, all I want is to get out of these boots, soak my feet and pour an eggnog and bourbon. Hold the eggnog. There's one thing. Oh, there is one thing. Where's Poe? Poe! I left a green velvet box in the console. You may need to dig deep. The dimensional interface is still active, so for God's sakes, don't fall in. Be a dear and take it to quarantine. Don't worry. It's safe as long as you don't open it. So don't open it. Okay. One more thing after that. What's that, dear? Well... It's December 19th. Yes? Five days from now, you know... Right. Christmas. Eve? You're cutting it close this year. Like I do every year. And like every year, I'm here with time to spare. Yes, but... Hold on. I have to take this. Hello, Jacques? Yes, of course I got in okay. You're talking to me, aren't you? Yes, I suppose this could be a ploy by the Atraxian interrogators to give up your position. They do say sarcasm is one of the cruelest torture tactics. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm kidding. God, why must you people be so literal? That was a rhetorical qu- Never mind. What do you need? That's a lot of royal pollocks. When do they need it? Uh, sorry, can't do it. That conflicts with the one day I let Chris take Rosie out. Yes, I understand this puts you in the kingdom's crowning day festivities in a bind. But you don't understand that there is one day. One day in the whole Terran calendar of 365 that is off limits. And every year you act like this is news. No, I don't care one of your orbits is equal to seven of ours. I don't know, called UPS. That's a joke, Jack. I'm sorry, honey. It's okay. I was just saying that, and I heard you on the phone. I'll need to start getting ready for Christmas. I just got home. Can you give me a minute? Of course. Thank you. It's just... I, I've had plenty of minutes here waiting. Kringle, I'm home, okay? Like I said, Rosie's all yours now. 
I'm getting her prepped and detailed. Lyric and the elves will give her a thorough inspection, as they always do. And you'll have your night, as you always do, to help all the good boys and girls. You're trivializing me again. I'm not trivializing you. I'm just stating and tired from saving the galaxy again. Ever hear of the Scarlet Jade? No. No. And you never will, thanks to me. Sorry if this causes long nights here for you, but you also know this is what I do. Yes, it would be a whole lot easier to just stay up here in this igloo of solitude spying on kids while they sleep. Oh, that's not fair. Neither is this mess your elves leave in the unisex bathroom. But let's talk about that black and white naughty or nice bit that encourages a culture of fear in six-year-olds. I'm not here to teach six-year-olds semantics. Have I told you about the starving people of Nablonia I fed with 35 tons of food I liberated from Azora and Freighter? Did I take this food illegally? According to the rules of the most despotic regime in the cluster, yes. But this food will help feed thousands of people as they endure the longest, darkest, coldest part of their two-sun orbit. Who's naughty and who's nice in this scenario? Oh, that's different. Is it? This is silly. I just got home and here we are, bickering. I'm sorry, sweetie. I guess I'm still on edge. Plus, I had to smell Kuma all the way home after she got herself nearly digested by a Fangean weeping fern. I know you mean well, and I can only imagine what it must be like here all alone. Wondering every time you speed off, it'll be the last time I see you. But I'm here now, and we have five days to curl up in bed together before you go make this world a better place. Well, I'll have to be on the factory floor quite a bit to make sure we're ready to go. Of course, but not all the time, right? Now let's get a drink in the study as I take these boots off. Sit back, relax, and I'll tell you where I just came from. Because you're right. I am gone all the time, and you're right, it probably isn't fair, but I'm right when I say the galaxy needs me. Okay. I just wish I felt needed sometimes. And I do need you. These boots are hell to get off alone. (laughs) (laughs) So... Tell me more about this Scarlet Jade. I thought you three were going off to look at uh, flowers, right? That's right. The Andromeda Lily Festival. They're having an exhibit on phosphorescent blooms that are some of the only ones in the sector. And Lyric had really been on me to go. Uh, I can't find anything except that Federation-sanctioned talk show. And barf. No, thank you. Where are the CDs? (laughs) We'll listen to that next. Promise. There was one song I really wanted to hear first. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise. Otherwise, I know you turn it off. Hey, uh, what gives? Trust me, I did that for your safety and my well-being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, fine. I can't wait to check out those lilies. They say you can see beyond the visible spectrum when they bloom. Think we can take one home? They're a protected species. Yeah, but don't you have, like, diplomatic immunity on a galactic scale? Imagine how one of those would look blooming underneath the northern lights. 
I'll see what I can do. You got an incoming on the Ansible, Mrs. C. It's flashing the, uh, bad color. This is Mrs. Claus. Okay, okay. Slow down, your highness. This what? When did this happen? Okay, are you still in your room? Good, good. Stay put and don't open it for anyone until we get there. That was Princess Nero from Arsonia. Her kingdom is under attack. She wasn't sure who or how many, but she's holed up in a room. For now. Oh, but the flower. Can wait. This is a distress call. I'm punching in the coordinates. Stop in for FTL jump in five, four, three, you two. You said it every one. time. Don't forget to breathe out. Scanning the Orsonian surface. Nothing on the comms. Maybe the crisis is over. They canceled the distress call and they're all down for a nap. <sighs> mm, one way to find out. I'm bringing her in low. As Mrs. Claus dropped into atmosphere, the rolling green hills of Orsonia below were barren. What is normally a bustling agricultural community on the outskirts of Castle Provenza is eerily silent. This town is coming like a ghost town. Where is everybody? Think they're all inside? I doubt it. Look, farming tools just left in the field. No, whatever happened here happened in a hurry. I just hope wherever they are, they're somewhere safe. And not in the belly of some monster that's lain dormant for centuries, just waiting to wake up and gobble all the bad boys and girls. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah, with gnarly teeth and crazy long claws. Of course we could take it. I mean, we sent that Neptunian ice sink back into whatever little snow fort it crawled out of. Remember that? I was like, pew, 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 pew. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, ice snake. I thought you guys were visiting a friend in the Toron system. We got sidetracked. Again. It's kind of a common occurrence. Just how common? Do you want me to keep telling this story? Versus the one with the ice snake? You want me to choose? <laughs> anyway, Kuma and Lyric were goofing off, as usual. Knock it off, you two! No, something is definitely wrong here. Look, it's not just the people, it's the livestock, pets, or heck, even the birds. There's nothing. Let's take her down at the castle gates. Good point, they do look locked. I don't think anyone will mind if we park right in front of the main hall. Lyric. Sorry. Keep your eyes open and weapons ready. I don't like this. There's no one here. And this place is huge. Even full of people, this hall would still be impressive. The Arsonians are one of the more recent additions to the Federation. Still liked keeping the Gothic architecture, though. Well, Gothic to us. We should pass the Hall of Portraits if you want to take a look at them. Whoa, these are the Arsonians? These portraits date back 800 years to Darnock the Great. 
This is Cosimo the Fourth, sovereign when first contact was made. They look like skinny purple marshmallows. <laughs> Lavender is purple. Don't be fooled by their soft exterior. It's allowed them to withstand the harshest of interstellar environments. Their epidermal tissue is comprised of a resilient, spongy material that adapts to most atmospheres and gravities. Fascinating! And delicious! Marshmallows. <laughs> Whoa! Check out this one! The huge wall piece? Is it some kind of battle? The Tintiniburian Uprising! One of the bloodiest days in Orsodian history. It was the deciding battle in the fight for planetary unity, and one of the main reasons they now find their place among the stars. And in the corner, what's that little red ship raining hellfire down among, I hope, the bad guys? Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, I may have had a hand in it. The king and I went way back. Mrs. Claus, you scamp! Does Mr. Claus know he wasn't your first marshmallow? It wasn't like that. Sure it wasn't. It's okay, I'm not one to kiss and tell either. Okay, there was that one time. Okay, fine, I am one to kiss and tell. Sue me, I live amongst elves and not even the haughty Legolas ones. Where is everyone? I don't know. The throne room is empty, too. Quick, let's get to the princess's chambers. Maybe she's still holed up there. Princess, are you in there? Princess, we're here to save you. I hope they didn't turn it into a s'more. It's locked. Princess, if you're in there, we're coming in, so stand back. Kuma, do your thing. <laughs> Princess, there's no one here. Under the bed? Behind the curtain? Or in her closet. Man, she has some nice dresses. So what happened? Were we too late? I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. Um, Mrs. C, I think the wall just glitched. Glitched? Like, it just shorted out quick and then became the wall again. Everybody out! Now! Uh, what's happening? Everyone on the ground, lay flat. We're being attacked. Hey! Whose hand is in my pocket? <laughs> of course it's not you, Kuma. Well, it's not me. Oh, wait. <laughs> Hold on, my eyes are adjusting. Looking around, Mrs. Claus sees all three are trapped inside a prison cell. Light from a stairway straight ahead seeps into the otherwise dark room. Help me! Help me, Mrs. Claus! Princess Nira, we're down here! <laughs> Who's there? The steps grew closer, and the cackles grew louder until the black figure turned the corner and stepped into the light. The lithe, slithery frame of the Countess Giasta Tallura, known throughout the galaxy as the nefarious Scarlet Jade. Oh, please, Mrs. Claus, you're my only hope. I'm just a poor little princess. <laughs> and you fell right into my trap. You fools! You do-gooding fools! <laughs> dun, dun, dun! 
Oh no! What will become of our fearless trio? What does the Scarlet Jade want with Mrs. Claus and the Orsonians? And will Kuma remember to take a bath? All these questions and more will be answered in our next episode of Evil Wears a Green Dress, a Mrs. Claus story. <laughs>